Another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host once again, Talent T. Taylor. It is one of those beautiful, what's it, April evenings in South Florida. It's about like 80 degrees already outside. It's a nice breeze. The air is still. There's a couple of clouds. You know what I say. Regardless of the time. Regardless of that weather. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. We have a full ladder for you today. I cannot say it absolutely. It's once again, I missed you. I, mi- I missed you as only a, a, a person can. Because in, in a weird way, this has become addictive. Not not addictive, addictive, but addictive. <laughs> but we got a whole show today. Today's a special day. Today is April 13th. I don't know if you know what's going on today in the sports world. Today is the day before the NHL playoffs. But not only that, it is also the day that Golden State goes for win number 73 to see if they can surpass the great Chicago Bulls team of 72 and 10. But also, more than anything else in the world, We get to see the last game of Kobe being Bryant. The great future Hall of Famer, legendary Kobe being Bryant. We're going to talk about all of that today. And we may not even get to any of it. And today's going to be a weird show because we have so many things that's going on today. Today is is, is a show that I'm I'm, going to call, it's it's on the fly because... Prepare shit. <laughs> like, but bear with me. I, I, you know me. You know me. You know me. You know how we're going to do this today. So, we're going to start off by talking about the NCAA. Because the NCAA never manages to amaze me. In, in a bunch of different ways, right? Like, last week, we talked about the NCAA for a whole bunch of, for a whole different reason. We were, talking about the, we were talking about the tournament. The basketball tournament. We were talking about how my brackets were were busted and how you know my 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 head pick one of my head picks was in there one of my heart picks was in there and my heart pick that I picked to pick the championship was was completely eliminated and see we were talking about fun filled stuff a bunch of fun filled stuff and then and then and then and then as as the NCAA is looking like that pretty girl across the room and you seeing her you've been watching her now for this whole entire tournament and she and she been looking sexy real sexy real sexy real cute real sexy Right? But now, you know, everything is over with. The club is done. And the lights come on. Damn. You finally take a good look at it. And then you remember who she was before you started drinking and the lights went off. You know, before all this glitz and glamour. But worst of all, she starts talking. And then you realize, yeah, this ain't going to work at all. That's what the NCAA did. (laughs) That's what the NCAA did. The NCAA recently passed a rule that we're going to f- forbid, effective immediately, satellite camps. What do satellite camps do? They allow guys like, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to use the guy's, the guy's name that has been tied to this and associated with this most. They allow guys like Jim Harbaugh to leave Michigan and go recruit in the small, minuscule areas that most people don't go and recruit. Like... See, and you know what? I, I wish, I wish, I wish. And, and you know what? This is going to be completely my fault. I wish I would have took down this guy's name because now this makes his transgressions just a little bit more... Just, just a little bit more uneasy to me where the guy from Stanford goes, well, we don't go and recruit in the SEC because, well, the majority of the people from the SEC wouldn't qualify... You know, to make it into our school academically. You understand? So, like, so, so think about all of the places. Like, that's that's his reason 
That's Stanford's reason for not for not scouting the SEC. Now think about all of the other little minuscule reasons that other teams have for not going to the places that Jim Harbaugh has been willing to go and find talent at. Why all of a sudden is that an issue? Is it because Jim Harbaugh is all of a sudden finally winning? Is it because he's, 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 he's taking away recruits? Because, listen, Jim Harbaugh is going to take recruits regardless. And, and that's the bad thing about this. Like, they're doing it as if, and, and they said like, oh no, we're definitely not doing this because we don't want Jim Harbaugh in our backyard. Great, 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 great. That's what you say. But you know what? Jim Harbaugh is, is, a, is a proven Super Bowl, not winning, but at least making it to, Super Bowl, Super Bowl coach, right? He is taking guys like Callan Kaepernick, who is just as raw as any of these young guys coming in there now, right? With, with, with just as much, you know, probably talent. He could probably catch a, you know, he could probably catch a Callan Kaepernick. They see what he can do. And they're going to go to Michigan, regardless, 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 regardless. Now, you say, you know what you're saying? Is that you're saying that, you know what? We don't want the coach that's making the millions of dollars to go and fly to these places where we need to go coach at. Instead, we ain't going to make all these kids come to us. Come to us. And a lot of these kids have to pay for that. And then you wonder why there's boosters. And then you wonder why they're getting money underneath the table. And then you wonder, and then you wonder why, why, why everybody's, why these kids are, are, are crying, saying that, oh, we need to get paid. Because the people that are getting paid don't think about them at all whatsoever. And, and, that's, and that's the bad thing about it. And, and anytime you have people in a leadership position over you, and you don't feel that they have your best interest in mind, and you, and you have no power to do anything like that, kind of like how the military is structured, when you have NCOs that, that like to abuse their power... <laughs> And trust me, we're gonna talk, we're gonna bring up some more army references. Like I said, this ain't called a Mighty Sports Podcast for nothing. Listen, you are t- you are getting that that advice of, of an army veteran, and yeah, some of it's gonna come into play today because you know what? Today's a special day. I'm upset, I'm excited, I'm mad, um I'm all over the place. The emotions are wild today, and this is how this show is gonna be. This show is gonna be wild. You know what? Drop this one time for your boy. We gonna see. <laughs> All right, so I, I, don't, I don't get it why they'll make it harder for kids to be recognized because you're ultimately trying to punish coaches. Just like how you try, you're trying to punish these coaches at these schools for their transgressions, but yet it's only the kids that are currently playing that ever get punished. Like, because you know what? The institution doesn't feel like deterred that they like, oh, you know, let's not do this again until you, until you ban them from tournament play where they're going to lose television money they really don't care because you're really not taking any any real money out of oh you're going to lose some scholarships ah people will come still play oh you're going to lose ah people will still play and then when it's all over if you ban them for 5 years or 10 years guess what happens in the year in year 11 or in year 7 the, the institution is built it started get, starts to get built right back up and it really doesn't matter so say what you say the NCAA which, listen, I would also love to go work for, by the way. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. Like, like, I would love to see how um, how that inner monster is ran. Like, it, like it, is, it is one of the most compelling businesses to me in the world. Because it is, they control, like, the sports athlete in a way that nobody else controls any other athlete in any other league. In any, listen, you understand that there are, <laughs> there are Brazilians right now playing soccer. For their national team that can go out there and sabotage their game and still feel safer than some of these college students are feeling. Yes, I went there. These boys are out of control. But you know who's really out of control? Like really, 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 really? As I talk about being in a position of power and feeling that you can just... And, 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 and having people in power just abuse their power just... just, just Flat out abuse of power, and like, it, it, it really, it really, it really, it really is a difficult thing to swallow, and 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 only because of the name that that it is going to be tied to. Because if I use the name without mentioning the fame of the person, then it may not mean anything to you. But if I mention the fame along with the name, then maybe 
You may understand what I'm saying. So let's try this out. Tyler Summit. That mean anything to you? Anything at all? Does that move the needle? Strike an emotion? Raise an eyebrow? Slightly raise an eyebrow? Because the last name's Summit, right? Tyler Summit. Son of Pat Summit. <sighs> now, what he has done lately is something of one of the most despicable orders. And, and, I'm, and I'm really waiting to, I'm, I'm going to keep waiting to hear what happens to him and how they decide to handle this. Tyler Summit, or Ross Summit, whatever he goes by, son of Pat Summit, famous, you know, volunteer coach, has been the coach of who knows what team, but he's been a, ba he's been a college basketball coach. For some time now. Well, he recently has been brought up on charges. And I want, and I want to say he's paying for Louis, it was Louisiana Tech or something like that, maybe? He has been recently brought up on charges because, or he's been recently, I guess, came out that he got one of his players pregnant. Yes. But I, I have a, it's really weird of seeing, of really wondering how this is going to go. Because... I, I, I know it's going to sound bad Because he's, he's in a position of power So I'm absolutely, you know We're in a stand position of power She's an adult, let's not forget that And When, she, when he transferred From When he transferred to Louisiana Tech She followed him To his current school So While he may have gotten her pregnant she was also chasing the dick. At least that's what it looks like. Because I don't know if there's any way he could have forced her to transfer schools and get her in trouble. Or, you know, on anything. Or, or, or make it seem like she would have to transfer schools for any reason that he can hold over her once he's out of his current school. You know, so it seems like she transferred wholeheartedly knowing that this is, the, this is somebody that she wanted to sleep with and she wanted to keep up this relationship with. But somebody that she wanted to keep a relationship with knowing that he was a married man. Yeah, it gets, in, it, gets even more, it gets even more interesting. Even more interesting. Yes, Tyler Summit happens to also be a married man. And he slept with his player. And on top of it, she's pregnant. Forget he, who he married. I think he married like his like I think his his high school sweetheart and and, and it was something weird about her name like Anne D like like Anne A N N E initial D. But that's not how she pronounced it. She spelled, she like she just rolled all the words together, man, and it, it sounded like Andy. Is that her name, Andy? So yes, there you go. Pat Summit, son Tyler Summit, sleeps with player player gets pregnant but same player also transferred to school so i don't know what to make with the story it's, it's just it's just a bunch of interesting stuff you know pat summit son hey there goes one marker coach sleeps with player hey there goes another marker player gets pregnant hey there goes another marker and also player transferred schools to keep following coach then there goes another marker now what i'm pretty sure he's gonna get fired as a head coach he's, he's gonna have to be and he's gonna be able to coach again I'm going to say I don't know, because a lot of this sounds very, 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 very consensual. But, again, he was a married man. Ooh. Yeah, you see, there's too many red flags. I don't know if he's going to coach again on, on this collegiate level. It's going to be hard to say. And then you also have to know that he also, like, and, and then you have to think uh, how many people that are, are really like, throwing unnecessary shade on this. Like, I'm pretty sure there are, there are tons of coaches or people that are looking for coaching jobs that, that, are, that are finding this story way more egregious than, than I'm, I probably am. Because I'm pretty sure that they're thinking like this kid that got the head coaching job just because he's Pat Summit's son and has never done anything close to a job that Pat Summit has ever done. But you know what? We'll, we'll talk about that maybe on another day. We're going to head to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into the NBA. We're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about the NHL. We're going to talk about the whole entire sports world. That and more on the Mighty Sports Minute. Thank 
Tickles. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. And welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Again, I am your host. I am your only host. <laughs> I am Talon T. Taylor. And and in, in in tradition, in standard tradition, as I keep telling you guys, I am going to keep a game on in the background. So currently, as, it's, as it stands, I am watching an old game. Not currently watching any current games. I'm watching an old game. I'm watching the Knicks play Indiana from last night. And I am wholeheartedly expecting the Knicks to lose. To be honest with you. I'm expecting the Knicks to lose. Um, Porzingis is not playing, Melo is not playing, Lance Thomas is not playing, and Coldron is not playing. But, even with all those players not playing, the Knicks are up currently right now in the second, what's that, first quarter? Minute left in the first quarter, there's a lot of scoring going on, so that means a lot of defense isn't happening. There's a minute, 10 seconds left in the first quarter, Knicks up 33-27 over the Indiana Pacers. Um, currently right now, I don't know who the, who the backup point guard, oh, is that Ty Lawson? Yeah, that's Ty Lawson, a backup point guard for, or is he the, or is the starting point guard for Indiana? He just got his shot blocked by Jeremy and Grant. He gets picked off by, oh, ball swing out to the corner to Galloway. Galloway misses a three. Balls kicked back out to Galloway. Galloway drives, and Galloway misses a, misses a layup. Actually, misses a floater of a layup. 43 seconds left. Indiana tried to push the ball up, and they get the steal. Aaron Afalo steals the ball, pushes it back up to Grant. Oh yeah, this this game is looking pretty exciting. Like, like I said, there's a lot of scoring going on. I know Paul George is definitely playing the ball. And we see Grant swing the ball out and the elbow jumper is missed. By the power forward. Number nine. I forget his name. I really do. So, as we're talking about as as the game is going on in the background, right? Let's continue to talk about this NBA. I don't even know if I want to talk about the NBA here yet. So, we won't. We won't, we won't, we won't. What we will talk about is what's going on in, this, in the fighting world, actually. We'll, we'll come back to the NBA. Because, you know what, let's do this. While we're not talking about the NBA, I want you to think about the NBA. First, six man of the year. Who do you have? And, and, and this is kind of what I'm curious right now. Currently, who do you have winning the award races in the NBA? Who do, you, who do you think currently right now should be blessed with a couple of these awards that you know is going to be handed out at the end of the year? Six man of the year. Who should that be? I, I, I personally don't know. I, 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 re- I really don't. I mean, Jamal Crawford could, could still be up again. I, I don't know who's up this year, really, for six man of the year. Um, Defensive player of the year. Now, that's going to be iffy now. If they're going to go with a perimeter guy... Or if they're going to go with one of these big men that have just kind of hopped on the scene and, and been locking on the paint. So, or are they going to go with one of these little men, you know, small guys that have been the, that have been the steel leaders. Like like the, like the Steph Curry's, Rubio's, Chris Paul, and, and Lowry's of the world. Even Westbrook. So, I'm kind of curious to see when they go with the defensive player of the year. Because, listen, I, there's a lot of people averaging over two blocks a game this year. I mean, you have Mark Gasol at, at one. I think he's still averaging two. You have Anthony Davis, 2.1. Gobert from Utah, 2.2. Jordan and Whiteside. Whiteside's averaging 3.7. So Whiteside can very easily, you know, come away with rookie with um, defensive player of the year. Who do you, like I said, we cover six men. Most improved player. Um, I don't know if Paul George can qualify for most improved player. More than he'll qualify for comeback player of the year. But... That's kind of tough. Like, who did we see really elevate their game? Kyle Lowry, um, one of them boys in Toronto. I know we've seen. I know we've seen everybody in Washington take a step back. Um, Jimmy Butler. I don't know. Maybe maybe Middleton. Maybe even even Cardell Pope. I don't know. It's gonna be like I said. I'm gonna watch out for all these awards. Um, Rookie of the Year. I'm going to see if they give it to Cal Anthony Towns or, you know, Porzingis can steal it. I doubt Porzingis is going to be a steal it, but I know he's going to be in the talks for it. And obviously MVP. Who gets that? The guy that's leading the league in triple doubles in Russell Westbrook? Or the guy that's leading the league in scoring with over 30 points a point and three-pointers in Stephen Curry? And also his team has the best record in the league. 
And I, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be really, really, really interesting to see. So the NBA is coming down to a close, and as it comes down to a close, like I said, we are about to see up the playoff matchups as they they finish the shape up today. Because as a team like Miami, as I said, we're not even gonna talk about the NBA yet. As a team like Miami can go anywhere from like the three to five seed still. But like I said, as we're not talking about the NBA, let's go ahead and switch over to boxing because a couple of things happen in the boxing world. Because I, I, I'm gonna keep asking this question until this question can stop being asked. Since Mayweather has retired, what has what exciting has happened in the boxing world? And and, and that's what I keep coming back to. That's what I keep wondering. I keep wanting to worry about. So. In wondering about that or trying or trying to get that, I stumbled across a nice little nugget. And this nugget comes in the form of a guy named Devin Haney. Right? 17-year-old boxer. And he was supposed he was I think supposed to be underneath Um the Pacquiao undercard, actually. Of the Timothy Bradley fight. So I may go watch that undercard fight now. Just to see him fight. Because I didn't get a chance to watch him fight. But Devin Haley. 17 year old kid. He's currently being trained by Floyd Mayweather Sr. Yes. And he is predicted or projected to be that nice. I guess I have to go see him fight. And, and, and really take a really really take a look at. Really going to take a look at. What he's doing out there, so I can have a better engagement. But so when actually when we come back, we're actually going to talk about this a little bit more and actually talk about how good or how bad Timothy Bradley may have looked in that ring. But Devin Haley, seventeen-year-old kid, hasn't uh, hasn't been defeated as as a professional fighter. Has lost uh, has lost as an amateur. Now what happened? Now he he goes by New Money, Devin Devin Haney, and he has been he has been fighting in Mexico. Because he couldn't fight in the United States as a professional, he was too young. Well, something got worked out in in, in the in the schematics, and be, and I think it's because he had so many fights in Mexico that he finally did qualify to be a professional fighter. So now what it is is that he was able to fight on the in the undercard fight of this Pacquiao Bradley fight, which was a fight that was was hyped up to be a fight that Bradley needed to win to solidify his legacy because Bradley has had some decent wins out there in the world, just not enough consistent ones or or, or decisive ones um, to make them clean and flush and to say, yeah, yeah this is this is one, one of those top guys. But Manny Pacquiao has, and Manny Pacquiao went out there and Manny Pacquiao took care of business because I heard that Manny Pacquiao, t- you know, won. So Bradley doesn't get t- the opportunity to solidify his to solidify his his greatness or his perceived greatness with a win over with a second win over Pacquiao. So what does that mean for his legacy? Because to be honest with you, when I think about Timothy Bradley, I don't think about much. So is that me? Is that me to think like Timothy Bradley is just like another guy? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of curious because I I don't. So maybe, so maybe that's why it was more of a legacy fight for him than anything else. Is that he would need to have two wins over Pacquiao, and having two wins over Pacquiao would have pushed him into that upper echelon talk of people. But listen, Mayweather showed me very, 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 very convincingly that Manny Pacquiao ain't all that. Like everything that we were worried about, that everybody was talking was gonna happen, everything that they were worried about. And they said it was gonna happen. Oh, Manny Pacquiao, he just throws too many punches, and so okay. Oh, actually, no. Let's let's go into it. Okay, Jim. Manny Pacquiao throws way too many punches. He's gonna he's he he is gonna smother Mayweather. He's gonna throw a flurry. He's gonna throw a barrage. Mayweather, even though he is the most elusive boxer in the world, he is not gonna be able to duck every single punch. But a thousand of them are coming at him at any given time, in every single direction. It is not gonna happen because the, the the number of value that Manny Pacquiao boxes with Manny uh, Floyd Mayweather will never be able to elude. And guess what happened? Not only did Manny, not only did Floyd Mayweather elude them. He also tagged him every which 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 way. I'm saying, TMT, team, team money team, whatever it's whatever it's called, team money team is that what it's called? I mean, they are what they are. So, I I don't even know if Pacquiao like Pacquiao's done some good work. And listen, Pacquiao has 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 come has gone through. Um, 
so many weight classes and that's part of the thing that makes him great but that's also part of the asterisk that Manny Pacquiao also has has on his name because we still have to remember that Manny Pacquiao has grown in a, that, that that got up in a, in a size that was almost unprecedented right went went through a, a bunch of weight classes like I was unprecedented but would not succumb to an Olympic level steroid test not until three years later, when obviously things were out of system. But when it was coming down, like initially when he was on that when he was on that fight swing before he was losing and before he was he, he was taking dirt naps in the in the middle of the ring, Manny Pacquiao when he when first presented with it, let's not forget, he did not want to take an Olympic style st standard steroid test to see if he was to see if he would pop out for steroids. Now listen, it may not mean much to you when that happens, but. Let's, let's, let's put it this way. When a cop pulls you over, or when a cop pulls anybody over, and they refuse to take a breathalyzer test, what are the, most, what are majority of us, what, what are the majority of us of us thinking then? You tell me that. Because that's exactly what that looks like to me. Oh, come take a steroid test. And, and, uh, I, I, I don't know how to take, I, I don't know do the needles. I, I, I don't know how to take the test. Yeah. But three years later, after you've been laid out and you've given it a chance to, and your body a chance to come back down, and you're no longer, and all of a sudden now, like your numbers start slowing down, and you're no longer this guy, you're no longer that guy, and then you know, all of a sudden you go in the ring and you start sleeping on people. I'm sorry, so people start putting you to sleep. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not saying Manny Pacquiao was on steroids. I'm just saying the optics say that it's a possibility that he wasn't on steroids. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. So, oh man. So there we go. That whole entire fight card, and like I said, and that fight card just passed, and that's the recap. And, and I still need to get a chance to watch it because I, I really forgot. I really, really forgot that I wanted to catch that undercard more than anything else in my life because I wanted to watch Devin Haney. Yes, Devin Haney, Devin Haney, Devin Haney, Devin Haney, Devin Haney. Look him up. Like I said, if he lost, then he may have just lost, but. Look him up. The kid's name is Devin Haney. Right? And in talking about that, right, before we switch, before we go into this commercial break, you know, like I said, I did mention that how the NHL playoffs are about to start, right? And they start off tomorrow. I, I have a reason to be invested in this because not only is Florida in the playoffs, but so is New York. And guess what? They meet in the first round. <laughs> that is just another reason for me to go sort out, you know, go seek out South Florida, South Florida fans of whatever sport they may be, and antagonize them a little, you know, put the bear, give them a little nudge, a little yeah. But I also hope that we win. But once, once again, just happy Rangers, Islanders are both in there, and I also have, and 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 like I said. We have the Panthers in there as well. So, things are coming along swimmingly. They're coming along smoothly. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from this break, you know, we'll, we're going to talk about some local events that happen. As, as you know, as I love my local events. And who else? We'll probably get into the NBA now because it's time to get into the NBA. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier.
And we are back. I am your host, still Talent T. Taylor, and this is still the Mighty Sports Podcast. And the Knicks are now only up by two, 40 or 38, halfway to go through the second quarter. Just about seven minutes left. So, as we talk about the Knicks, we are also going to talk about the NBA. Because today is, like I said, the last day of the NBA. Today is the last day of the NBA regular season. And there's, there's, there's reasons to watch. There are tons of reasons to watch. As I said earlier, the playoff, the, the, the playoff standings alone... Have not been set. Like I said, like number one in the east, number one in the west is set. Number one in the east is set. Number two in the west is set. Number two in the east is set. Number three in the west is set. Number three in the east ain't set. Number four in the west is set. Number four. Well, yeah, I would say number three in the in the east ain't set. And number four, ain't, but five through eight in the west ain't set. And number four, listen, number four, number four is all right. <laughs> number four, he doing all right, he doing all right. So today's games still have massive implications on who's going to go where. And, and even furthermore, just like the game that I'm, we're currently watching right now with the Knicks and Indiana Pacers, the Indiana Pacers are trying to avoid playing Cleveland in the first round of the playoffs. See? As... And as Golden State, you know, plays their last game against Memphis, Memphis, you know, is trying to stay in the playoffs as well. And Golden State is trying to go after win number 73. Chicago is not in the playoffs. And that's where we're going to start with this today. The Chicago Bulls have missed the playoffs for the first time in probably the last eight years or so. <laughs> as we are watching right now, currently on the screen... Uh, um, Brooke Lopez, sorry, Robin Lopez, as he has beat up on all of the the mascots that he has visited in opposing in opposing arenas. <laughs> you see him dumping the Chicago Bulls guy over in a in a trash can, hitting the Pelicans guy with a sign, tackling the Pelicans guy, <laughs> tackling the Pel. Oh no, wait, no, no, dancing with the Pelicans guy this time. <laughs> So yeah, that, that, that is, like if you know nothing about about the Knicks, um, but there's a guy named Robin Lopez. He's a center for the New York Knicks, and that is a tradition of his. That anytime he goes to an opposing arena, that he likes to pick on, <laughs> he likes to pick on that team's um, mascot. Just just bullies them. They just just tosses them, throws them around, like just <laughs> flat, just lays them out. It's the funniest thing ever. And and the, and the bad thing about it is that the mascots always do something. To antagonize him, like they come up to him with signs, <laughs> like my favorite Lopez, um, J Lo, um, his brother, the comedian, least favorite Lopez, Robin. <laughs> so then he takes that sign, smashes over his head. I mean, listen, it only makes sense, right? You insult me with a sign, I, I break the sign over your face. So, and let's, let's let's get back into a little bit more serious talk now. Chicago Bulls have not made the playoffs for the first time now in about eight years, right? And if <laughs> I'm like I'm not even and th- and the thing about it, like I don't even care about what's happening with the Chicago Bulls because listen, yeah, you you've had your, you have you have plenty of enough runs. This is actually to mention their, their former coach. You have to know that Tom Thibodeau is sitting somewhere in the corner at a bar at that point. Like as soon as they got eliminated, he was sitting at a bar somewhere with a because you know he was out there scouting. So he was already done scouting his game. <laughs> he was in the corner of the bar with, 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 and you can imagine him too, with a glass of like of whiskey on the rocks, just flat out with that harsh, that harsh voice that, that seems to never, <laughs> that raspy voice that seems that he that always seems to be lost, always seems to seem like he sound like he's losing his voice when he's coaching the game. As the Knicks are currently up now by five forty-five forty with six minutes left to go, and he has to be sitting somewhere smiling from ear to ear as he watches as. He took the fall for Chicago not making, or, or for Chicago not being able to move, to get over that hump. Where you, where I guess they didn't just didn't realize of how much he was being able to maximize the talent out of the teams that he was he was given in Chicago. I have not listen. Tom Thibodeau might as well be the Jim Harbaugh of, of the NBA. Because I have like, I mean, I can't remember the last time I've seen a, a basketball coach at that. Being able to maximize, drawing out all of the potential out of all of his players. Think about it. We're talking about the Nate Robinsons of the world. You understand? We're talking. We're we're, we're talking about how how many years was Derrick Rose gone? And they and they had a and they had a plug and play point guard. 
and that plug and play point goal, regardless of who it was, put almost identical numbers from year to year to year to year to year. Those guys were doing the same exact thing because Tom, Tom Thibodeau coached them up. And the first year he's not their coach, and, and, you, and you know they said, oh, we had injuries. No, Tom Thibodeau had injuries. Tom Thibodeau was the guy that lost the MVP. You know what I mean? Tom Thibodeau was the guy that lost the number one pick of the draft. He's the guy that had really lost that guy. But was still managing to keep Chicago as an upper four team in the East. Upper four team in the East consistently. And yet this year they can't even make the playoffs. Can't even sniff the playoffs. Tom Thibodeau is smiling from ear to ear because you know what's going to happen next year? Tom Thibodeau's phone is going to ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. They're gonna ring, and he's gonna get a payday somewhere. I'm, I'm, I hope it's New York, and for our only, and, 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 and the only reason I hope I hope he gets to New York because I, I don't think that they'll fire Tom Thibodeau after a year or two of being in New York. That he'll get at least a good four years to see how this works. Because listen, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this. You look, like I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody earlier, last, you know, or within the last week, that bad teams are bad teams systematic, systematically. It's a, it's a systemic problem. It, it starts from the bottom up and it goes. It starts from the from, from the top and it goes and works on down. But it also, but it also works its way on down and works its way up to the top. You understand that owner can't keep changing GMs because GMs wants to bring in their own coaches and coaches want to bring in their own wants the GM. Um, new coaches also want new GMs to bring in their own players for them to coach. So now when you have any kind of star, and that, that star keeps getting new players around, and guess what? That's new continuity. That's new philosophy on, on, every, on every level. That's for the player. That's for the coach. That's for the GM. But you know what happens then? That player really doesn't ever take on any of these philosophies. Look, look at Cousins, why he hasn't been able to grow yet. The, the player never really takes on any of these new philosophies that are trying to be teached him, uh, taught him because he ultimately knows that there's going to be another change coming soon. So why learn? Why break your nose? Why break your neck to learn a new system when you when you know that the people that's running the show are just gonna make some kind of change again? That's gonna have to make you hit the reset button all over again. Because guess what happens every time you have to re hit the reset button? Guess what? You start all over. And guess what happens when you start all over? Bad teams start over. Listen, I, I don't, I don't. When's the last time you heard of a really good team starting over? They add pieces. They adjust. Like San Antonio's not about to start over. They 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 they're about to pass the baton. While the Knicks have 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 has made one good spurt, blew a head gasket, and hasn't gotten a repair since. And yet the NBA is still about to end today. And these are the kind of implications that we have going on. These playoffs are out of control. And the Golden State have have a chance to do something special. They have a chance to go for 73 wins. And if you're over the age of, I guess if you're age of like 20, 26, some, somewhere around there, then even 25, then you've had my opportunity to witness both of these great teams, or at least now three great teams, because two Chicago teams and one Golden State team, right? And I, I you would have to think, so what, what I'm going to do, and so let, let's let's bring it this way, what I'm going to do for this game, because like I said, between now them going for that great, that greatness, and, uh, and this now being Kobe's Complete and absolute last game, and I have, I'm gonna have two TVs on. I'm, I'm gonna have a few people over. I'm gonna have two televisions on. I'm gonna have the Golden State game downstairs because that's gonna be pure action. That's gonna be pure action. I'm gonna want to see that, and that game can be easily watched from anywhere upstairs. And I'm gonna have the Lakers game upstairs because I also want to watch the beginning of the Lakers game. That's the reason why I, I don't. I wasn't even sure I was gonna. I, I wasn't even sure I was gonna do a podcast this week for for you guys. But I said, how can I not give you a podcast? At the end of the NBA season, for the very last game of the NBA season, I give you an end of the year. I give you an end of year report because I was going to give you an end of year report next week. To be honest with you, so I, there, was, there was no way I was going to be able to not do this. And I was like, you know what? I was going to come over to yesterday. I was like, no, let's do this the day of. Let's do this the day that Kobe is officially retiring because he's officially retiring today because his team has sucked. And yes, why I've mentioned plenty of times in between the in between this NBA season that. Watching Kobe retire has 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 been has has been not the Kobe tour but the Kobe snore, 
because I, it has been very boring to watch a bad Lakers team and a bad Kobe Bryant. But it's gotten more interesting. And so it's one of those things that it was interesting in the beginning, which is kind of like how this game is going to go. This game is going to go, it's interesting in the beginning because obviously we want to see how things start off. And it's going to lull out in the middle, which is going to be a perfect time to go to this Golden State game and to see, to kind of gauge where that one is going to is at and to see if that game is going to be intense or if that game is a blowout. Or to see if they're even losing. Because that is an option. And, again, it gets excited at the end. Just like his career. You know, like for a little bit. Like, cheered at the end, booed in the middle. Cheered, you know, cheered in the beginning, booed in the middle, cheered at the end. Right? This season, good in the beginning, bad in the middle. It's going to be good at the end. His career, uh, his, this last season for him? Yeah, interested in the beginning. Don't want nobody cared about the middle because you saw that it was going to be bad. And once you realized it was going to be bad, you realized it was, we're just going to be watching bad Laker basketball. And then now... At the end, finally, his very last game, his final hurrah. He finally gets to go out. Black Mamba, on top. Well, like, he's not going out on top. But he is definitely going out on top of the league. Because, like I said, there's not too many people that have done what Kobe has done. Not too many five-time champions. Even I know there's currently one playing right now. Not too many Not not, not too many multiple-time MVPs. Oh, what you, one or two times MVPs. But, like I said, there's currently the same guy that has a number five championship just like him. Also owns more MVPs than him. All-star game, slam dunk contest. Um, for the longest time, Kobe Bryant held the single game, most three-pointers made in a single game. He's the number two scorer in the league. Well, sorry, he has the second... Single game point total at 81 points. He's a number three scorer all time. And he has given us 20 years. 20 great years. And they say, which number do you want, do you want to retire between number 24 and number eight? And I say, you, you retire both because they both were great. Ten years in both. Damn near identical points in both. If you want to say he accomplished, you know... Some slam dunk contest and a few more things here, and but yet, but no, you retire both. Honestly, if I had to pick one, I probably, I probably would pick the one he has now because those are the rings that he won without Shaq. So those are the ones that I think that may be a little bit more meaningful for him because those are the ones that he won. Even though they're only two, those are the ones that he won as the man. Versus him, versus when he won the ones with Shaq, he's being questioned if he was, if he was ever the man. Listen, they were one A and one B. Let's not get it twisted. They, they, they were like one AA and one AB, or one AAA and one AAB. Like, like this, not like those two guys were equally dominant, and it took them to be equally dominant. Cause look, we saw what a rookie Shaq did. Oh, not rookie. You know, not rookie Shaq, but we saw Shaq. I mean, we saw the Shaq did the penny. And, and when those guys had no experience, but also, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Most people believe that Kobe is slightly better than Penny. So, a slightly better Penny gets you a ring. Penny gets you to the championship. The, the, the bite of the better penny got him three rings. Let's not take anything away from Kobe. Kobe's Kobe Kobe is great. Like they need to put a statue out there for him, as well, like as he had done for everybody else. And while Kobe Bryant may not have passed Michael Jordan at all in any way, shape, or form as a better player, he was able to pass him on one thing, and that was all, and that was and that was all-time scoring points. And so as this year comes it comes down, and I saw like we'll get a better year in report, you know, coming soon, but. Like I said, Chicago just doesn't make it. And, and the Lakers stunk. Lakers stunk this year, but they, they, they made it up with Kobe. The Knicks just stunk and had nobody to make it up with. <laughs> they were just bad. <laughs> like the Knicks are just horrible. And I don't even think, and if I'm not mistaken, they have no draft pick. What they're going to have, though, is money. But also, everybody's going to have money. So, you know what happens when you have money and everybody has money? And you're all fishing for the same players? We gonna see. That's what happens. But who knows, who knows, who knows whatsoever. <sighs> Golden State and San Antonio showed us definitely how to play ball this year. They showed us what it truly meant to play team ball, to move that ball around and to get and to get your team involved. And also, players, also players that went to San Antonio showed us what sacrifice means to really, win a, to, to really win a ring. And there's some young talent out there. Devin Booker. Anthony Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, those are going to be my two teams to watch for the next couple of years. I want to see how, how Devin Booker and Phoenix evolve, and I definitely want to see how Minnesota turns out because I think those are going to be those two young teams that we're just going to keep watching for the next five years to see if they, if they see how they develop. Because already, you know who isn't a young team that, they, that, that we're willing to see if they're going to develop? 
New Orleans and Anthony Davis. Nobody's caring about this, those boys anywhere. But you know what we do care about? We do care about where we all going to go on a Friday night. Because, listen, nobody wants to get stuck trying to figure out on what to do on a Friday. Mm -mm. So stop worrying. Stop thinking. What you want to go do, you want to go check out my homeboy, DJ Scepter. You want to know his schedule? His schedule looks like this. Every single Wednesday, he's at O'Malley's. Every single... Every single Friday, he's at Capone's. If you want him, he, you need him. He does private events. He, do, he does personal events. He'll come out to your birthday. He'll come out to your bar mitzvah. He'll come out to your barbecue. He'll come out to your child's wedding. He'll come out to your... Don't want to say this loud. That was. <laughs> he'll come out to a, to a quinceanera if he has to. DJ Scepter. You can, you can find him everywhere. At Capone's. At O'Malley's. At Tijuana Taxis. Everywhere you want to be locally. So as we are back, right? And something else I want to admit really quick before actually <laughs> something as we get into the last segment of the show. It's something I'm gonna have to admit. And and I've been admitting this a lot lately because like I said, I I can't allow my hate to deny the truth of what I'm seeing with my eyes as honesty, as 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 law. But the Miami Heat, I am realizing, has become a modeled franchise and a desired destination. Not just destination because of where it's located, but a desired franchise that players want to go just besides destination, but because they have developed a winning culture. Miami has now, Miami has officially developed a culture. And it makes me realize even more now why Pat Riley never stayed in, in New York. Not just because of the weather, but because of Jim Dolan. He realized what he needed to run his show and realized he wasn't going to be able to get that. And who knows? He probably left and wanted to become a GM this whole entire time. And, you know, they, they, they kind of gave it to him. They probably told him, no, we don't want you as a GM. Go, go stick to coach. Stick, stay in your place and stick to coaching. I wouldn't be surprised if he got slighted by, Jim, by James Dolan. And that's the reason why he left. But I, I realized that Miami has very slowly became, become a modeled franchise and a destination for players to go to. So, since we're over here talking about Miami. So, once again, once again, we are back. Oh, here we go. Once again, back is the incredible. <laughs> so, if you've been paying attention that um, to what this section is all about, then you're going to realize very quickly of what I'm going to talk about here. Yeah, we already started it. The Miami Heat has become that model franchise that, that I, I don't know when it happened, but I, I do know that it's currently taking place and we are currently witnessing it. Not only that, if you've been following my events, right, and I'm not even gonna talk about my events yet, right, because I don't want this to be about me right now. Um, on April 21st, I am going to an event called Vector 21, and what this is, this is an event held by a 21 digital artists, designers, um, logo makers branding artists, things of that nature. And what they are doing, they are having an exhibition to show off their work. So, if you are interested in going, their showcase is going to be next week, Thursday, on the 21st. Look for my page, on the Mighty Sports page, right? And find and and you should find the banner or the event posted there when I am done with this podcast later today. So, Put it this way, by the time this podcast is done, this podcast will be done about 9 o'clock on, on April 13th. You'll probably get this and hear this on April 14th. So by the, time you, by the time you hear this podcast, this will be up on my page. 
the Vector 21, I will repost tomorrow morning. Not only would I repost about the vec about the Vectors page tomorrow morning, and you have to go check it out. Like, because we all know like how the artist world is. Because we all have an aspiring artist in us somewhere. You know, whether it's the poet, it's the magician, it's the musician, it's, it's, it's the actual painter, the brush artist, the guy on the mic, the singer, you know, the rapper, the country artist. That's, 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 all, that's, all, that's all your arts. So any anytime it comes to like obviously supporting people, like I even I even consider, you know, um, my friends that are, you know the friends of mine that are martial arts experts that are, that are teaching that those are all arts martial arts. See, like so any anytime I can support anything that comes down to the arts, I'm definitely gonna gonna support. And so yeah, you will definitely most likely find me at that event. I'll, I'll I'll be at that art display. I'll be at that show. I'll be at that exhibition. And I will be you know probably I'll probably have a couple of drinks. Probably have, actually I'm pretty sure I'll have a couple of drinks. Actually. Let's go tell you. I will be drinking. <laughs> I will be drinking, and I will be there. You should come out. It's gonna be a great event. But more than anything, I am gonna have to give a big, big up to a dear, 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 dear friend of mine. Right? I know him, and a lot of people that listen to the podcast, I know that you know him too. So, without any further ado, and I hope you guys are paying attention, I want to give a huge congratulations to, you guys ready? 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 To Jaden. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but Jaden um, Jaden is currently part of, um, he does Olympic gymnastics, if anybody's aware of this. And I don't know if you guys are. I don't know how much you how much you guys follow follow of Jaden uh, as much as I do. So I'm just, I'm just gonna do Jaden. Jaden is, is 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 a son of a friend of ours, right? And we've all watched Jaden grow up, you know, since since he was a child, since he was a baby. Like it, it's 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 really weird because he's so tiny sometimes. Like like you forget how old like how long it's been or how old he is. But yeah, our dear friend, he makes it all the way to state finals. I believe it was. And he comes in. Wait for it. Wait, where, 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 where's it at? Where's it at? Where's my drum roll? Where's my drum? Ah, oh, I got no drum roll. First place. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Jaden won first place in the AA sixty-seven point ten in level in, in level seven eleven-year-olds region eight championship in prestige gymnastics region eight champs. Yes. First place, first place, first place. I don't like the fact that they have them holding up their little Hitler hands. Like I don't, I don't get that. What is that? Oh no, they they have some Hitler thing going on. Like I like I apologize for that reference, but they have some Hitler thing going on there. Um, but yeah, Jaden came in first place in in, in the gymnastic events. And and Jaden and if you know if, if you never as this is the first time you hear about Jaden, I do apologize because. He has placed in a lot of in a, in a lot of local events in a bunch of times. So as long as as long as his 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 people feed me the information, I will keep telling you anytime he plays. And listen, if you have a child out there that you want me to talk about on the podcast that has done something except exceptional in the sport in their own sports community sports world, let me know. I'll give him a shout out on the, on the podcast. And talking about places that I will be shouting out at. Yes, we're going to get to this portion of the show as well. Right? On April 17th, which is this Sunday, at 1 a.m., you will be able to catch me doing the play-by-play commentating for the Jupiter Hammerheads. It's going to be their baseball. It's going to be the minor league baseball team. And like I said, just head, just head on to their website. Click on the little, click on the audio mic in, in the upper right hand corner. I believe it is, and you'll be able to listen to the pop, You'll be able to listen to the play by play during that show. Also, the following day, I'll be doing the PA announcing for the Hollywood Browns at Joe Carter Stadium, or Joe Carter Field, I believe it's called. So you'll be able to catch me two different places this week as the Hollywood Browns. I'm sorry, 
they start their playoff run now. As they are now currently in the playoffs, they actually have a first round bye. So actually, you know what? I will not be there this weekend. I'll actually, I'll be able to, actually, you know what? Um, stay tuned. I'll put something out on the page if there's going to be any new updates. I don't believe I'm going to have a game to call for them this weekend. So I believe that Saturday I will be free because the Browns clinched a first round bye. So they don't have a game this this week, but they may, but they should have practice. And as long as they have practice, I'll be at practice and I'll find out what's going on with the rest of the team then. So guys, we're getting close to that time. We're so getting close to that time. So while we get there, we're going to talk about a couple things. I'm kind of glad that we were actually able to clear up everything and still find the time to touch on these few little things. Still a few things that I may have missed. Right? Like, like so when I talk because when I talked about the NFL earlier, like I don't, I don't even know what direction I went into. But NFL draft is coming up real, real soon. NFL draft is coming up real real soon. And, and it's gonna be real curious to see what's gonna happen because Jets still need a quarterback. They haven't they haven't really fully decided on one. And there's all kinds of things out there. The Brigashaw Ferguson retired. So they also gonna need a guy to help clog up that middle. You know, help with that run game. Um Gordon. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. Gordon, 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 Gordon. Now, you know what? Actually, I'm I know what you're thinking. I'm gonna sit here and I'm a bad mouth Gordon. But I'm not. Gordon is definitely, 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 definitely a candidate for an award today. But we're not going to give him an award today. What I would like to find out is what does, what does the NFL mean by diluted sample? And I'm going to and understand my, my line of questioning. I know a couple of friends. I have a couple of friends that have been through the Florida drug program, right? Where they have to take a urinalysis, you know, for them, you know, for them every single week, pee in a cup. And I've had complaints from them saying that, well, anytime they their 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 urine is clear, they come back saying that they have a diluted sample. And I'm like, well, what do they mean? It was like, well, your your, your sample was too clear, so they looked at it as a diluted sample, so they did so it comes out like 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 you have a positive testing, and. I'm kind of, and I'm wondering if that's if, if 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 Gordon is going through, Josh Gordon is going through anything in a similar realm because clear pee to me does not mean diluted urine sample. I'm sorry, I, I was in the army. The, when you join the when you join the army, the army gives you a little sheet to look at when you're peeing so that you can see if you're hydrated or not. Because I would assume, like most people that have to go take a urinalysis, you're gonna drink massive amounts of water beforehand so that when you get there you can go to the bathroom freely so if you are staying hydrated and generally if you're staying hydrated your urine should not be a dark yellow it should not be an orange color it should be very if not very like light yellow to almost clear if you're staying hydrated so when they say diluted sample right I already know that South Florida's Broward County Sheriff system is completely flawed, and I know that, and I, I am full heart, and I do know one hundred percent that they are you, they are they are misusing that that program to just erroneously, continuously, you know, steal money out of people that are currently not doesn't need to be into a system any longer than they should be because they don't want to test out a sample for people that are hydrated or hydrating themselves because they have to go take a urinalysis. Like I said, Army Standard says when your pee is clear, you're hydrated. That's all I know. So if you're taking a urinalysis and they say that, oh, your pee is too clear, it's a diluted sample. No, it just means that I, I was prepared for this urinalysis and I drank the necessary amounts of water to make sure that I can go freely. Or I just drink a lot of water, period, and I stay hydrated. I'm not going to get into this any further because if I go into it, I'm going to start cursing some bad words. I'm going to get pissed off. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Mighty Sports Minute. You know what I say. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. Don't stress. This is our time. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. 
always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call. For Don't forget to get check me out. Bars closing down. Facebook. Sun's out. Twitter. My T Sports. Where are we going for breakfast? SoundCloud. And wanna go far. And tune in radio. Mighty Sports now. Podcast. Mighty!